listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV presents Chatting with Kathy. Sit-down interviews with Hollywood's leading actors, artists, and entrepreneurs. And now, your host of Chatting with Kathy, Kathy Kelly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chatting with Kathy right here on AfterBuzzTV.com. Today, we are joined by one of the regulars on season two of Devious Maids, Dominic Adams. Dominic, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, Kathy. <laughs> so on this show, we break down from the very beginning. Um, I want to talk about how you got your start in acting, everything before you started taping Devious Maids. So let's bring it back. Where'd you grow up? You grew up in Bristol? I am from Bristol, which okay. is a phenomenal city in the yeah. southwest of England, like an hour and a half from London. Uh, so Bristol born and raised. And um, I started acting. I did my first play, I think, when I was 13. 13? Uh, what made you get involved? To be honest, I was getting in trouble for making for for being kind of obnoxious, I guess, in class and and wanting to be the center of attention. Yeah. So I was like, hey, what better way to do that and demand that people pay attention to me and not get told off for it than 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 by acting and doing yeah. a play? So that's what I did, and and people kind of responded, hey, well, hey, you're not too bad at this. So I thought this seems like it's for me. What was the first play you did? The first play I did was a play called Our Day Out by okay. Willie Russell. Willie Russell wrote Blood Brothers. Okay. Uh, which is a pretty pretty big, uh, when, you know, has been on Broadway for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, this was another play that he did that had music in it. Um, so, you know, I had to perform a couple of, a couple of musical numbers. Are you a good singer? I'm not too sure. You'll have to ask people. I, I love music. I love music. Um, my voice is kind of distinctive. So, uh, so you know, my singing style is, is niche. Yeah. Joe Cocker-esque. <laughs> so what was family life like growing up? Did you have um, anyone in your family also involved in acting at all? No, absolutely not. Um, growing up, you know, I'm very fortunate that I've, I've got a large family mm -hmm. and everyone is is pretty much in Bristol. Um, I'm actually a mix of bloods. So English born and raised and my, my mother's English. Uh, my father is Persian. He's okay. from Iran. So, uh, yeah, fortunate to have a lot of them in Bristol and very loving and supportive. But no, no, no artists or, or creatives per se. Uh, in my family. How many siblings do you have? I've got a couple. I've got a sister. Okay. Who's 20. Okay. Um, and she's divine and lovely. And then I have some babies. I have I have brothers. I thought you had some babies. No, I don't have babies. <laughs> Not that I know of. Um, I have... Uh, <laughs> I have... Um, well, I'm just saying. There might be some out there. Um, joke. Uh, I have a brother who's 10. Okay. And a brother who's four. Four. Wow. Four. How is that age gap? Like, do you feel like you relate more to your sister than um, the younger kids? I mean, I, I think so. Okay. Um, I, love, I love my brothers uh, unconditionally. And 
I have to be honest, when, when my parents separated and, and uh, my dad thinks he's 35, um, and when he said he was going to have my 10-year-old brother, mm-hmm. I was kind of a little bit put out. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I was worried it was going to be a 17-year age gap. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it seemed like a bit of an issue, but then... When he arrived, I, you know, what am I going to do apart from love this little little boy? Yeah. And then when I had a four-year-old, which is now four, I was like, Dad, come on now. Yeah. Come on. I mean, he could be your child. He could, be my, yeah. he could be my son. And um, I love kids. I really do. So he, the four-year-old, is just the most smart, uh, on-the-ball, uh, exciting, funny little person I know. So I love that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there is that element of slightly different dynamic than just a normal brother yeah. relationship because, you know, I do have that slight paternal responsibility and will do more so in the future, I think. Yeah. I'm the same way where my uh, youngest brother is 13 years older than me. So there wow. is – I mean, it's crazy to see these families these days where you have siblings who are almost different generations. Yeah. Um, so – do they all live in Bristol still? Or? They're, they're all in Bristol. Okay. They're, everyone's there, which which was a great... You know, I meet so many people now who have family all over the place. You yeah. know, I meet people in L.A. and they're obviously not from L.A. Who mm-hmm. in L.A. is from L.A.? <laughs> I don't know where they go. Is there like some underground camp or some... So maybe it's Ohio. They, all they get disappear sent... and you never hear from them again. Ah, That's what happens. Because I haven't met one. <laughs> and I've been in L.A. for a while. Yeah. But, uh, no, you, you know, I speak to people here and it's like they have family in Seattle or they have family mm-hmm. in New York or they have family in Ohio or wherever it may be. So I was very fortunate to have a real strong base of a lot of family members in one in one place. Yeah. And Bristol's not that big. So How often do you get to go home? I was last back there for Christmas, okay. Christmas and New Year. And is um, it just a huge family get together? Yeah, there, there's a lot of us and um, I love it. And I think since I've since I've moved away, you know, I've really come to appreciate the the the, squ- the squabbling and arguing and the drama, uh, you know, I kind of sit there now and just absorb it. You miss well, it? I, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. It's made me. It's made me realize really realize the value of it. Yeah. Sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. It does. <laughs> um, so, what did they think about you moving out here? Well, I wanted to. I wanted to come when I was like eighteen. Okay. I was like, I, I finished. Uh, before before I went to drama school, you know, I finished my, my studies. And I was like, I want to go to L.A. And they're like, you can't go to L.A., you're 18. I'm like, so? No. So they, you know, got put off a few years. But um, they, I think parents especially, you know, always, always want what's best for their children and what they think is best. Mm-hmm. And and acting is, is such a bizarre thing to do for a job. It's, it's you know... T- for parents to understand that is very difficult. Yeah. Um, and unless even when they're in the industry. Well, yeah, unless they're in the industry. And then then you might be a slightly different individual if your parents are, uh, are <laughs> have, have raised you in the Hollywood machine. What do you really think? <laughs> yeah, well, let's be honest. Um, so they were a bit, you know, they were a bit hesitant. Mm-hmm. So they, they, wanted, they wanted to know. I think parents want stability. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the thing for their children. They want... Oh, well, they want you to be in a path where there's a very definite ladder. Once you do this and this, you can achieve this. And then you're going to be successful by doing... 
and and that's the complete antithesis of 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 acting and 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 this and this this industry did they have a different idea for what they wanted you to do as a career yes uh my dad wanted me to be a lawyer okay um and i kind of flirted with the idea for a while uh i always liked arguing um <laughs> and i liked having a large and extensive vocabulary so i thought okay but then when i realized the hours and hours of strenuous boring reading uh that is that is involved i and you know pretty much from i'd say 15 16 i yeah. knew that this is what i wanted to do you could play a lawyer on tv I, i'd love to <laughs> i'd love to um yes yeah, so if anyone if anyone sees me as an ideal lawyer let me know uh real or fake i <laughs> try it at least for a day what did uh, your um, mom want you to do I, I don't think she had a specific um i don't think she had a specific oh you should be a veterinarian uh, she just, again, same thing, wanted me to, oh, you know, I, I need you to be doing something that yeah. provides that kind of stability. Um, and even when you're working, you know, it never really changed. You're working and then, like, well, what, you know, what's, what's, what job are you doing next? I don't know. Yeah. Let me give me a chance. I've got to get it. Um, let me get the job first. But, you know, I don't think that ever really goes away until you're Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. So, um you know that's just that's just the way the way the industry runs. Yeah. So you started acting when you were thirteen. Was there a definitive moment when you realized that's what you wanted to pursue as a career? Um. I think yeah. When I was around fifteen or sixteen, um, I'd, I'd really been quite serious about diving in and learning what acting is. Uh, and 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 learning about the practitioners um, who who had helped evolve acting uh, into as we as as what we know it now, um, with likes of Brecht and Stanislavski and and um, Grotowski and all these guys, and I I was so serious about it. I thought you know this really is. I really want to continue learning about this yeah. and, and learn. And in doing so, I was learning about myself and that's kind of what I view acting as it's, it's, it's the more you learn, it's you're learning new colors and shades and sides of who you are as an individual uh, and hopefully showing that in your work. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, that's kind of the view I take of acting. And I think around 15, 16, I started to think, Gosh, this is this is what I have to do. I have to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think for a lot of actors, that kind of is the pull. It's it becomes vocational. Mm -hmm. You know, they call vocational jobs normally being a doctor or being a vet or be, being a lawyer, maybe. But uh, you know, if you feel like you can't do anything else, yeah, you, I have to do this or I'm going to die. Uh, and that's kind of starts. <laughs> that's how I started to feel about about acting. Yeah, and I know you're classically trained. Um, when you moved here, did you still continue to do acting classes, or was that just you felt as though you had already done that? Well, I I, I got here and I'd I'd come off of probably seven years of continuous training. training yeah. yeah, through um, I I did a thing called National Youth Theatre in England, which is where they take the top. Uh, 15 to 19 year olds in the country 
and they workshop them and you, they have you working with great theatre directors and, and really wonderful people. It's a great program. A and lot you, of people have come out of that, right? Yeah, lots lots of people have, have gone through National, National Youth Theatre. And, um, you know, you have to audition and it's a very small, mm-hmm. they only take a few people. So I did that and then I went to university, studied drama, then I went to drama school. So I, I came here, you know, with having completed a lot of years, but you never stop learning. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm... I, I'm, I'm a, understand only a fraction of what I will by the time I'm 40, 50, 60. You, you know, you never stop. So I, I, I found someone here that I'd worked with, um, a guy named Cameron Thor. And, uh, and he has a studio called Carter Thor or Carter Thor to help people uh, understand what Can I'm saying. Can you do an American accent? Uh, I do it a lot. Okay. Uh, I do do it a lot. It's nice on the show, uh, on Devious Maids, I'm English. Yeah. Uh, and it took me a while to jump back into that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to make sure I sound English. <laughs> I can't let the odd uh, American pronunciation slip in. Yeah. Um, so it actually, bizarrely, I had to concentrate a little bit uh, at first just to make sure that I was being my normal Yourself. self r- rather than allowing allowing the Americanisms to seep in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I worked, I worked with those guys for a bit, and, and, and they're great um, and then, you know, I, I like to keep my juices, creative juices flowing. Uh, so if I'm, you know, if I have the time and I'm free, I'll definitely bounce around yeah. and, 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 and keep that stuff going. So when you moved out here, what was the transition like for you? Did you know people out here? I didn't know anybody. Really? I, the first time I came to L.A., I knew not a soul. Wow. Um didn't know anything about LA, didn't really, you know, my people back in England didn't really want me to come. I was just like, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I know what I want to do and I and, and the sort of, the, the, the kind of TV and the kind of movies I want to do uh, are out in Los Angeles. It's where it seems like the opportunities are. I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I got here and, and just had to kind of hustled to make it happen yeah um to get to know people people see what i do i did a couple of plays um so people could see live what it is that 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 i do and who i am and um and slowly gradually i started to to build my my network what was the reaction like from everyone back home when you said okay i'm doing it i'm moving i mean they you know it's it's I think generally I've I've been a bit of a risk taker in life. Mm-hmm. Um so there's been a lot of times where I've done things and gone places and and the family thought oh god not again. Yeah. Um but you know they understood that it's it's my passion and and um and I think they would have liked me to stay closer to home so they could see me more but they totally understood uh why I was coming here. Yeah. Um, do you remember your first audition once you moved out here? Uh, I do. I do, actually. Okay. I do what remember was it? my first audition. It was for um, Nikita CW. Okay. It, was, uh, it, was for a, um, it was for a series regular on Nikita. And I was horrible. <laughs> I was horrible. Um, yeah, I, rem- I, I, I got here thinking that my... American accent was great. Um, and I think I went in, it, this was American, I went in and everyone else was really suited for the, for the role. And I had kind of taken a bit more casual approach 
to my dress. So I thought that, oh, I got there and I was in the waiting room and I was looking at all these people in the city. I was like, oh, no. Okay, maybe it's slightly different in England. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I was horrible. I didn't get the role. And uh, I don't think I've ever been into that casting office since. <laughs> uh, I, no, a joke. They're great. Um, but, um, yeah, that was the first... That was the first audition, and that was mainly because of the lovely Laurie Openden, who is the uh, head of casting at CW. Okay. She'd actually come to see one of the plays that I that I did, uh, and from that, you know, I started to get people, "Hey, come in and do this, do that, blah 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 blah." So, what was the first thing you booked? Um, um the first thing uh, was let me think. Gosh. The first thing. Or how long was it from moving out here until you booked something? Um, I would say maybe maybe five months. Okay. Five months, six months. Um, you know, it's, there's a big adjustment period, especially, yeah. I think, for a European. Uh, I, I think for many American coming to L.A. From, from anywhere else, L.A.'s unlike anywhere else. And it does take a bit of time to... To adjust. Where are, you, where are you from? I'm from Chicago. You're from Chicago. Yeah. Did you but find it, that? It does take a, a while to settle in. And yeah. I feel like once you do, it takes, you know, a couple months. There are people who, you know, get off the plane and book something the next day. Yeah. But then there are a lot of people I've noticed in the industry who it takes years to book their first thing. And then once that happens, it just gets the ball rolling and their career takes off. Yeah, I think there's and there's a couple of reasons for that. I think one, it takes some time to adjust to the city, mm-hmm. and and for me, things were were just a bit different. Yeah, um, the whole process of auditioning and dealing with casting directors is kind. It seems different to to to, to England. Yeah, um, and I think how it, so? Uh, I think it's a bit more. So I'd never really sides, for an example. Yeah, um, I. Start when I got here. I'd go into auditions without taking my sides in. Um, I've, I've memorized it. I've done my work. I'll go in without my sides, and I'm going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how it is, more so in England. And then I started to learn. Oh, everyone always has their sides here, and and it's kind of a seems a little bit more informal in that way. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like, oh, we understand he's not giving us the final performance because it's only an audition. Cause, so he's still hold. So it's not like. It, it kind of gives casting directors or directors the idea that we realize this isn't the finished article because it's yeah. just an audition, hence why you're still holding your sides and, you know, sometimes you refer to them. I'd kind of come from this, you know all of your lines and you're going you're gonna to do it. Yeah. So, so that was kind of, that was kind of a, a different. And, and also I think um, even like into, as far as costumes concerned, um, maybe more so in, in England and Europe it's... Um, it doesn't matter so much what you're going to turn, what you're going to be wearing when you turn up and do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I think more so people. Oh, okay. So I'm playing a lawyer. But so going I'm going to character. wear a tie and I'm going to wear a suit and glasses. I'm going to make, to make sure, you yes, I'm going to put glasses on. <laughs> you know. Whereas maybe for that same thing in England, you'd just wear a Henley and a pair of jeans and and whatever. So, so it's just small, small, um, small differences. Yeah. So I want to talk about romancing the Joan. Um, how did you get involved in that? For people that don't know what it is, explain um, it. Well, it's it's the the lovely, incomparable, <laughs> individual, uh, fascinating, satirical Joan Rivers. Yes, and um, that the concept of of that was uh, a spoof, a take on something like The Bachelor. Yes, 
which obviously is so popular mm-hmm. uh, here, b- much to my bemusement. I, I mean, I've tried to watch it. You don't like I it? Tried. I tried. I made maybe it's about... It's more of a female show, their demographic. I know, I know straight men that are addicted to I, The Bachelor. I host an after show with two straight men and they for love The it. Bachelor. And yeah. they love it. And I know a husband and wife, and they're, they're and I tried one time. I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I don't think I can. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. Is there a book? I need to read something after watching this for ten minutes. Give me, please. Have you got any any Joseph <laughs> Campbell something? I need to read it. Uh, but but yeah, it was basically a spoof on that, a take on that mm-hmm. with Joan yes. uh, filling the role of the Bachelor. So. It was it was so much fun. She's she's an incredible lady. Mm-hmm. I mean, at her her age, thirty two. Uh, to, <laughs> to, to she doesn't look a day over thirty one. She though. does not look a day over thirty one. <laughs> no, she's she's wonderful, and, and the energy and vitality. Mm-hmm. It just just knocked me for six. Her work ethic and how how sharp she is. She's totally on the ball. And at her age, you know, she doesn't, she could just be putting her feet up and chilling somewhere in Florida. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what a lot of people do at her age? Um, but she's, she's, you know, grinding, traveling, working so hard. And it was a real inspiration to me, yeah. actually. How um, much interaction did you have with her? A lot, a okay. lot. So, it, you know, it was an idea that we would have situations where we're trying to impress her, much mm-hmm. like I guess they do on, on shows like The Bachelor. So we're playing Twister. You know, ten guys in tank tops. What was your name on the show? It was... I was Red Velvet Randy. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet and decadent. (laughs) Uh, And everyone had these crazy names. Yeah, everyone, you know, it was was a real spoof. Mm -hmm. And and, and, uh, it was so much fun. And we got to, we got to do a lot of improvisation with Joan. You know, because that, she's this quick fire rapid biting comments that mm-hmm. she's famous for. Did so, you have uh, an improv background before that or I've you know I've done I've done improv part okay. of you know I I've I've run the whole gamut. Yeah. Uh from like I said, you know, from Stanislavski and stuff to to Meisner to Strasbourg we've touched on uh, everything. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare way back. So, yeah, I've I've done a lot of improvisational stuff before, but um you know, you can only learn from from being around comics comic minds and comics as sharp as, as someone like Joan Rivers. So overall, that was just a real fun, silly, uh, crazy thing to be part of. I enjoyed it. What was the biggest thing you think you took away from um, meeting her or from being involved in that production? Again, I think, as I mentioned, uh, her work ethic. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that after being in showbiz for nearly 45, 50 years that she can still remain as as focused and hardworking as she is. Yeah. That that to me really was a huge, you know, I came away just thinking, wow, to sustain that, um, that drive. Yeah. You know, really impressive. Yeah. Really impressive. So I want to talk about Devious Maids. What was the audition process like for that? Well, um, I went in a couple of times and um, I finally met with, with, with Mark Cherry and... Uh, and his fellow exec producer, producing partner Sabrina Wind, um, and and got on really well with them. Yeah. You know, we we uh, we it was kind of informal actually. Uh, after a while, after you know, I'd done we'd we'd done some auditioning, and I'd seen what what I could do. 
we I they I pulled up a chair and we just started having a chat. Yeah. And um and really got on, you know. I I I really liked Mark, really liked Sabrina too. Um and then after that we obviously have to get networks and 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 uh, studios involved. So then we tested on the show, mm-hmm. and um, I actually tested, uh, which is the term where you know you're basically doing a screen test, yeah. And you have a room full of writers and and studio executives and 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 Mark and directors, you know, full room of people, and you're going and having to do your auditions all over again on a stage. It's very bizarre being filmed by multiple cameras. Um, so I did that and left and was like, thank God that's over. It's very stressful for any actor. Yeah. Uh, a test. I then got a call. We think we need to test you again. What? Like, no, what? <laughs> we think we need to test you again. We want to see uh, a clean shaven kind of hair swept slightly more clean cut look and uh, in a suit and mm-hmm. see, and see how we go with that so i had to go back again so that was a bit uh, intense you know to have to test twice mm-hmm. um but it's also good news that they're still considering you yeah 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 well i got that news and i was like great well yeah. it means obviously that uh I, i've done something right yeah um for once um <laughs> And and yeah, we I, I then obviously got the role, and we decided, or the studio that decided, they actually preferred a, a slightly Scruffy. more beardy weirdy look. Beardy um, weirdy. Beardy weird. I don't know. <laughs> I just made it up. Uh, I'm gonna use that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 kind of weird too. So it's, it's apt. But um, but yeah. So that's what we went with, and I was I was really happy. And that was in uh, just before Christmas. Okay. So I found out. I jumped on a plane three days later back to England. Uh, for Christmas, so it was great, great news to go back and tell the family and 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 relax for a few weeks in England mm-hmm. before I flew back to LA and then four days later jumped straight on a plane to Atlanta. Cool. So, um, so yeah, it was a really, it was a really great Christmas present. Yeah, and Devious Maids, it's set in Los Angeles but filmed in Atlanta. Yes. How is uh, working on location? It's great. I mean, Atlanta is a really cool city. Uh, really diverse, mm-hmm. really diverse, really vibrant. So much going on. I mean, so many things filmed there now. Yeah. Uh, you know, from Walking Dead to Vampire Diaries to Drop Dead Diva to Hunger Games, Fast and Furious, Dumb and Dumber just 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 wrapped there. There is so much going on that it's very palpable. Yeah. You feel it in the city. You know, and and there's always a lot of actors and a lot of crews crews there. So it's a good place to be. Um, and I'd never been to the South before, uh, so it was a real, a real introduction to Southern hospitality and yeah. food for me. Did you uh, have an idea great. of what the South would be like before you went there? I mean, my idea was kind of outcast, ludicrous, <laughs> uh, usher. <laughs> that was my that that or 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 gas stations in the middle of nowhere with tumbleweed blowing and, okay. and people looking at you suspiciously out of the corner of their eye with a <laughs> shotgun. Um, that was, that was, that was. And uh, you encountered a lot of that, right? Oh, so much of that. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's been really great. I've really enjoyed my time. Yeah. My, my time in the South. Um, and it's true, you know, there really is the Southern hospitality. People are, people are very kind and very warm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. And Devious Maids, it had a wildly successful first season. Um, Were you nervous at all coming into an already established show? Excited. Excited. Um, There's always 
a bit of apprehension around the idea that when you're joining something, there may be cliques or, or, mm -hmm. or, or factions that yeah. are formed and sort of no one's going to talk to you and you're going to feel like the ugly stepchild. Um, but there was none of that. Yeah. Everyone, um, everyone welcomed me with open arms and, and the ladies are lovely, very gracious and, and, um, uh, and wonderful. And uh, I, I kind of settled in really, really quickly. Yeah. Um, it is a very female-centric cast. Yes. So how is that for you? Great. Like I said, they are, they're all, in, in their own ways, you know, they're all, you've got these feisty, sassy, independent, strong women. And that's what Mark Cherry shows tend mm -hmm. to, to represent. You know, that's, that's the crux, uh, the meat and drink of, of, of the show. You know, with, Divi, uh, with, with Desperate Housewives, it was obviously the same. And then we turn up and, we, you know, we, we, we kind of we kinda get beaten up a bit. Yeah. You know, the guys, we kind of get beaten up a bit because <laughs> these ladies dominate. Yeah. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been a pleasure. How can it not be working with, you know, being involved in a, in a show with the likes of Rosalind Sanchez and mm -hmm. Judy Reyes and uh, Eddie Gannam, who, who's, who's very, very sweet, uh, Anna Ortiz, who's lovely. And then, you know, we have Susan Lucci, mm -hmm. uh, Institution. Um, so it's, it's a really, you know, I'm very grateful and it's a, it's a good thing to be involved in. And I've always liked female company. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love my mother, you know, very close with my mom. And, um, yeah, I've always been comfortable in, in, in female company. Yeah. So it's been a delight. Speaking of um, ladies, Eva Longoria, she yeah. came on to direct uh, how many episodes a season? She directed the premiere, okay. which is on this Sunday at 10 p.m. on Lifetime. Yes. Um, and she is just, she's fantastic. I love Eva. Um, Do you think she fit into that role well, the directing role? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. And And that's kind of... Again, we spoke earlier about what, what do you take away from things. Mm -hmm. What I took away from her was she she directing a show is a is a is a very demanding and full job. Um, you know, you are leading. Yeah. You are there on set in control of everything. Um, you're what people look to for direction, um, from the actors to the elect to the electrical crew to the the director of photography. She just. Ju she just ran with it. She she worked incredibly hard, and it's not glamorous, you know. It's not. She worked incredibly hard. Was very focused. Uh, I was just struck by how much how hard she worked and how much she put into it. Um, really respected it. Yeah. You know, she's very grounded and lovely and funny, um, and uh, and sweet. And it was a real real pleasure to work with her, cool. and especially as an actor working with a director who's an actor. They know what you're going through. Um, exactly. She's been there. Mm -hmm. She's been there and she gets it and she understands very much that world, especially having been on, obviously, on Desperate Housewives. She gets the world. So she's able to give you uh, notes that are very easy and quick to relate to. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, if she wanted to direct more and she, if she wanted to direct TV, she absolutely could be doing that as much as she wanted. Cool. Uh, so your character, Tony, he Tony. is a bodyguard, ex-armed forces, kind of mysterious. What else can you tell us about him? Just like me, really. We've oh, got, okay. We've, we've, we've got very... You look alike. Very, yeah, we, we do look similar. <laughs> We're both English. Uh, so we share that in common. <laughs> um, yeah, I turn up because uh, there's been a spate of... Uh, there's been a bit of a crime spree, mm -hmm. a spate of burglaries in Beverly Hills. And um, Adrian and Evelyn Powell... 
uh, who two very popular characters from the first season, they feel like they need some extra protection. Mm-hmm. Um, so they hear about me and, and, and my resume, and I've got links to Mossad, the Israeli secret forces, and have looked after some dictators and kept them alive. So, yes, he seems like the guy for us. Um, <laughs> so I come in and make them feel a bit more at ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the kind of name, the name of the show gives it away, Devious Maids. I obviously have some ulterior motive. Oh. And as the season progresses, you shall get to see uh, maybe what it is that I'm really angling for. Okay. Because it's obviously not, not just offering protection. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's re- it's a really fun ride. It's yeah. a really fun ride. What did you have to do to prepare for the role? Um, I had to go and work for Mossad and, and, and look after <laughs> some... No. Um, it's funny because I've actually known a lot of these people in real life. Okay. Um, I've known a lot of private security and, uh, and, and, and I've seen it um, in Europe, actually. So I've known these people... So it's pretty. It was it was fun when I got this that I could be like, oh well, I remember I remember so and so doing this and so and so doing that, and I remember being with this person when we had their whole team of security with us, and so I really had a lot of uh, personal experience. You channel that, yeah, absolutely. Was there any? Um, did you have to do any stunts? Yeah, the, you know, I've had to hit a couple of people. Okay, um, is that fun? It's always good. <laughs> It's always good when you can hit someone and then actually not get in trouble or really hurt them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've had to hit a few people. Um, nothing too crazy uh, as of yet, but we're still filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knows what I've got in store. There's a few more episodes left in the season to film. So, How far along are you in filming this season? We are, we are just wrapping up on episode nine. Okay. Uh, so we have four more to shoot. Um, And it's crazy because last year the season started, the first season started way after they'd finished filming. Mm -hmm. So this year we obviously premiere on Sunday and we're still filming. So, you know, it's kind of of an unusual, it's a a weird thing for an actor when you're like, oh, gosh, I have to watch myself kind of, oh, when when you're still filming it. But yeah, yeah, everyone's pretty excited. Do you critique yourself a lot or... How are you the type you that can watch yourself, or are you try to stay away from that? I don't really like looking at my face. Um, <laughs> uh, and on this, uh, you know, and on Devious, it's not just my face I have to be looking at because um, the shirt comes off, the it's pants come off. What? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who do you hook that up was with? That was at my request. Oh, okay. Was at my behest. I was like, <laughs> I, do I have to wear clothes in this scene? Um, no. So, so that's you know, that's always a really Difficult thing to look at. Um, Are your parents going to watch? Yes. Yes. (laughs) They'll be watching. There's nothing. The whole family can gather around and absolutely the the four year olds, the ten year olds. (laughs) um, There's nothing too, you know, too salacious or saucy. You know, it's it's it's. uh, I think with devious. Uh, there's always the underlying... It's fun. It's mm-hmm. a fun, you know, fun, entertaining show. And I think in terms of uh, in terms of skin and nudity and sex scenes or anything like that, it's always done with a slight nod and a wink. Yeah. Um, rather than a, sort of a hardcore, crazy uh, element to it. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's it's fine. But for me to look at, 
Yeah. It's like, gosh, do I do I go to the gym? How many times a week? Oh no, look at my oh. It's you can't help but be like that. Yeah. You have a um background in martial arts, right? Yeah, I've trained I've trained a lot. Okay. Um boxing, kickboxing, muay thai. I love mixed martial arts. Um which the bi- the biggest uh, organization for that is called the UFC, mm-hmm. um, and which has obviously gotten so popular now. Uh, <laughs> I know what the UFC yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, so popular, it's huge. Yeah. It's one of the like the fastest growing sport in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've been a big, big fan and follower of that for over ten years. Um, what got you involved in doing martial arts? Uh, I've always been very active and, f- and, and fit. I played a lot of. Um, Soccer, yeah. football, as it really should be called. Uh, but I'll, I'll placate you. Soccer um, and, and rugby. Mm-hmm. I played a lot of two in England. And cricket. Okay. Very English sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the same time, I was, you know, always always staying active with, with martial arts stuff. And, um, you know, it's, I, I'm someone who, who needs a good punch every now and again. Okay. Um, like, it's good for me. Yeah. It's good for me to, oh, Dominic, you're getting a little bit... Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to behave myself. So, um, so yeah, I've 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 been training for a long time, and and always, like I said, be a big fan of MMA and and and, and watch the UFC a lot, and um, huge respect for the athletes and fighters that that do that. Yeah. Um, back to Devious Maids. June Squibb is going to have an arc this yeah. season. Amazing. Um, did you get to work with her at all? Amazing. She's there right now. Okay. And I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, bummer. Um, but amazing. Uh-huh. I mean, we were all really excited for that. You know, uh, what, three months removed from her, from, you know, her Oscar nomination and being yeah. at the Oscars. And uh, I don't know if you saw Nebraska, but I she, did. she was great. In it. So good. Yeah, so good. So that was really exciting. And what made it even, even, even funnier is that, you know, she's playing Susan Lucci's mother. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> playing Susan Lucci's mother. So you have Susan Lucci, who, you know, as we said, is kind of her own institution. Yeah. And then you've got June Squibb. So I, can't, I cannot wait to see, um, to see that dynamic. I think that's going to be so much fun. Do you guys have any other guest stars this season? Uh, we do. But, I, th- I mean, I think June definitely okay. takes, the, takes the biscuit. Um, <laughs> yeah, she definitely takes the biscuit. But, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got some great and wonderful, wonderfully talented uh, actors who... Who come in and and and, and uh, help us uh, in terms of the cast? Yeah. yeah. What do you think um, fans will enjoy most about this season, other than you being shirtless? Well, you know, I think that's obviously what they're going to enjoy the most. The main draw. Um, hashtag Dominic Adams naked. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I think it's more of the same. You know, we we get to be we get to be. There's such a freedom mm-hmm. on on this show. That that because of the world that that again this that Mark Cherry creates this freedom that you just get to be naughty, uh, and it's it's fun. So I think viewers are, are going to love just seeing more of that 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 naughty deviousness. Yeah, um, and seeing where that goes in the second season with the characters that are now established and people have their favourites, um, and getting to see how they misbehave, and that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, you know, seeing these. These these Beverly Hills based characters just misbehaving, uh, and it's you know it's kind of a it's 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 satirical mm-hmm. you know it, it is putting a, holding a mirror up to that that ideology of of what people in Beverly Hills are like. Um, Do you think it's realistic at all? 
Uh, I think there's elements. I think yeah. it'd be su- we'd, you know we'd all be we'd all be surprised and aghast at some of the things that really go on. Oh yeah. Um, like they really requ- requested llamas to be walked through their house. <laughs> what for their part? What? Um, so I think there's definitely elements, mm-hmm. and obviously you know it, we, we're heightened and it's high drama in what we do. But um, yeah, you may, I hear some stories sometimes of. You know, my, even my my friends that work around Rodeo Drive and, and in certain luxury brands and stuff over there, and some of the stories, you know, just blow your mind. Yeah. Um, There's some interesting people in L.A. Some very interesting people. Uh, some very interesting people and, and, you know, people who have lots of money and uh, mm-hmm. and want to find interesting ways to, to, to spend it. Yeah. I think you also have to be a little bit crazy to be involved in the industry or want to be involved. Just a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, gosh, I think that uh, most creatives and artists, mm-hmm. you know, part of what fuels them is this, this like, insaneness yeah uh you know this craziness that that propagates their artistic um artistic flair and i you know i'm a little bit crazy and i think i think you know i think a lot of people are i'm sure you are too mm-hmm. um but yes to be in la and to be doing this i mean what a crazy job <laughs> I'm, I'm going to i'm going to walk and get told where to walk and told where to stand and then I'm going to stand where they tell me and I'm just going to say lines that that I've learnt uh, as somebody else in a mythical situation, a pretend hy- hypothetical situation mm-hmm. of someone else's life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so peculiar and so bizarre and, um, you know, we have to be very thankful that we get to do it yeah. and, and always remember that, you know, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I take the craft and the work very seriously, but, but you know, people out there are operating on other people's brains and, and are, are saving children's lives. Mm-hmm. And, and we always have to remember that because sometimes, you know, things can get taken too seriously. Yeah. And we're, we're only human and, and you know, we're, we're lucky to do a, a job that um, is, is lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with that. Uh, shifting gears a little bit. Yes, please. What are some of the other uh, TV shows that you're watching? Wow. Well, I have I have very specific favorites. Okay. Um, so not the Bachelor. Not the Bachelor. <laughs> um, my favorite TV show of all time was The Sopranos. Okay. Um, my absolute favorite. Uh, Breaking Bad is is so close it it runs sopranos really close i upset i mean i just i watched the whole of breaking bad uh in a five month period watched watched the whole thing last year wow uh, or through to the beginning of this year when or when when they then they showed the last few season uh, last few episodes so love breaking bad game of thrones game also of good thrones show. Did you watch the last episode? Did you- um, no, so I just started. I'm like catching up. I'm in the middle of season one right now, okay. but I'm yeah. It's 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 just. I mean, it's like watching a, a mini movie every. Mm-hmm. You know, it's incredible what they've achieved. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and we. I was just having this conversation earlier. We get so invested in shows now, mm-hmm. and shows have become so they they love to throw in these twists and turns and such huge cliffhangers and yeah. that you you know that leave us going i can't believe that just happened why do people want to go on social media and spoil it yeah why what just 
don't. Don't do it. Don't. I feel like we're now at a point in 2014 where we know we've, we've become accustomed to, because that is how TV is now, we're so invested in it, House of Cards, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, people love scandal, you know, all of these things. We know that it's a kind of an unspoken rule you don't go and give away plot points. I think it's Walking because dead, you don't do it. People are very social and they want to interact, and they think that that's you know one of the ways. Do you to think do that's so. acceptable? Um, personally, I don't like spoilers, but I understand it. I mean, it's fine. Go, go on. Say, did you? I can't believe what I saw in Game of Thrones last night. Walking Dead. Who would have known? But don't be, don't give specifics yeah. in my newsfeed yeah. when I wake up in the morning. Then you're just a jerk. Yeah, I haven't even, I haven't even, my, my brain hasn't even kicked into gear. I'm lying in bed just <laughs> scrolling through Facebook. And you're, here you are ruining it for me. That's hey, how I feel about the Hey, we're not on the, the same schedule. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> um, so that's kind of a real pet peeve of mine. Uh, um, but going back to what you're saying, you know, we, we, we're so fortunate. so much great, yeah. great TV uh, right now. You know, it really is the medium uh, at the moment, for actors to get to really explore and portray m- multi-dimensional layered characters, it's kind of really as they, you know, I, they coin the phrase "the golden age of television," and this movie yeah. being the second golden age of television. What do you watch? A lot of stuff. Lot? What's your I work at AfterBuzz, so right. I watch Everything. like twenty shows a week. It's favorite? Crazy. Um, I do The Bachelor. I do. It's my guilty pleasure. Okay. It's okay. Oh, okay. okay. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of Walking Dead, Scandal, um, House of Cards, Orange is the New Black. Have you watched any of the shows on uh, Netflix yet? Yeah. I mean, I watched, so all, I watched the first season of Orange is the New Black. Really so enjoyed good. it. Really liked the lightness. Yeah. The lightness of it. And then I like uh, Arrested Development. Okay. Classic. Ever, yeah. Love Arrested good. Development. Um, Do you have a, a dream role? Yeah, I think... Um, you know, rather than than saying a specific, oh, a role that someone else played, mm-hmm. for me, it's about, it's about, you know, being an actor, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a fortunate position in, in lots of ways. But in terms of the work, I think it does two things. For me, I want to do roles that I, I learn more about myself. Really? Um, and, and having to deep, having to dig deep within myself. Yeah. To, to find new shades and colors of myself for the character means that I finish that project a different person, a more evolved person. And that, you know, acting's about showing things, showing elements of yourself t- to, to, the, to the viewer that maybe aren't comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you don't really want to show things you don't like about yourself, things that, things that, you, you, that, that are painful to you. And and be, having the courage to 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 do that is a very naked, uh, very naked experience, a naked mm-hmm. feeling. For you an feel actor. vulnerable, v- exactly. Um, but that's you know doing things that make me have to go to those places, mm-hmm. and then conversely, what that does hopefully for the for the viewer is if you can be involved in projects that can tr- can change people, that really is, is is an amazing thing. And this happens, you know, people go and watch a movie or watch a show and they see things or they see things in characters or just things in the storytelling that are so evocative to them yeah. of things in their own life that it changes them in a way. In a slight way, it can change them. It can change people. Did and you, uh, did you ever have a moment like that where you saw a movie or a TV show and it changed you? Yeah, I think, I think for me, um, 
it's when I just I love I love character driven um, intense uh, dangerous naked uh, performances and 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 shows or, mm-hmm. or, or movies and when I watch those things I really they 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 strike me hard they make me think mm-hmm. and that's what I want I want to be made to think you know we're, we're in a we're in a day and age now sometimes where we don't think mm-hmm. you know we we don't think to the level that maybe we would have before social media was 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 so prevalent and we're just we're, we're scrolling through feeds and mm-hmm. you know take that time to really think about what's going on who we are how we interact with people and i think sometimes watching a great show or a great movie gets you to do that because you walk out of that out of that movie theater thinking wow what i just watched struck me because it's similar i remember when this was happened to me or it's it's so not the same situation but similar to a relationship i have with this friend mm-hmm. or that friend and um i you know i love when something makes me feel that way yeah uh, but I also like to be uplifted too. Mm-hmm. You know, I just watched, um, I've watched it twice. Uh, Wes Anderson's uh, Grand Budapest. I heard that was amazing. It's so I love Wes Anderson. Good. I adore it. Mm-hmm. I adore, I adore his world, his universe. And um, you go and watch something like that, and and it's it's magical, and it's got a fairy tale like quality to it, and it makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not overtly in your face funny. It's, exactly. It's a, it's a it's a sweet, subtle, charming humor. It makes you think. It makes you think. Yeah. And 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 that that is all I can you know as a viewer. That's all I can ask for. And then as a performer, as an actor, that's all I can hope to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day is to make people yeah. think. And if there's the slightest chance that that transforms me, and hopefully maybe can even transform other people in certain ways, you know, that's my goal. So moving forward, um, what do you hope to accomplish in both your career and your life? Um, to be happy, to be happy, you know, there's, there's people talk about fame, people talk about money and, and, you know, those things are just, are just byproducts of, of doing something you love. And, and for me, it is about doing something I love and knowing how fortunate I am to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, because as I mentioned, it's got to a point where, you know, I've worked in an office, I've done, I've done those things and, I just within me knew I if if I can't if I'm not acting I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Mm-hmm. So moving forward it's just it's about doing things that that creatively fulfill me and and help me to learn and grow and and keep evolving um and things that I can be proud of. Yeah. You know things that I can be proud of and and work with people who who I am in awe of and and have respect for and by working with them, it only makes me a better, a better actor, uh, a better person, hopefully. Um, so that's kind of, you know, is, is my goal. It's nothing that's so specific. It's just about doing things that allow me to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, is there a specific actor that you hope to work with? Gosh, I have a couple of, I have a couple of people that really, um, you know, I admire so much and, and, and love, for me, it's about when it comes to working with actors. I like to work with dangerous, dangerous, risk-taking actors. That's that's really where where I like to excel and, and where I get most excited. And um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, God rest his soul, was somebody who inspired me immensely as a young mm-hmm. actor. 
um, always from the, the first time I saw him, uh, just saw so much texture and, and depth in his work. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, never got to do that. Yeah. Um, I love Tom Hardy. Tom is a phenomenal actor and, again, just brings brings this intensity and, and, and dangerous quality to everything he does. Mm-hmm. And I think that this feeling of watching people and feeling like they might be on the verge of violence, and I don't mean it literally, but, but it could be in a scene that's nothing to do with that, but you're watching and you're thinking... Gosh, I feel like at any moment this person could just cut loose. Yeah. Uh, but they're keeping it together, maybe, maybe just by a fine line. I, I love that, and I love people that play with that line. And Tom Hardy does that. Michael Fassbender, um, also and Gary Oldman is is one of my ultimate uh, icons. So there's there's you know a plethora of super talented uh, actors, and Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, I would love to work with yeah. as a director. Is there uh, someone in Hollywood whose career you hope to emulate? Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of people who who I, I respect. There's a Christian Christian Bale, um, you know, has been has been able to make great choices in terms of the work he's done. Uh, phenomenal actor, and and really has a great body of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so really like what what he's done. There's people that really fascinate me, like Kevin Spacey. Um, and you've I've, worked with Kevin, I worked right? with Kevin, yeah. I've, kn- I've known Kevin for a while. Um, you know, one of the great sectors of his generation. He's done things his own way. I mean, he won his second Oscar in 2000, um, having won, you know, he won Best Supporting, I think, in 96, Best Actor in 2000, so two, two Oscars in four years. And then rather than ride the gravy train and just take roles where he's playing the, the, the brother and the advisor and the politician in small, in, in small roles in movies and just collecting the cash, he st- stepped away from Hollywood, moved to London, became the artistic director of the Old Vic and has done so for 11 years. He took 10 years, you know, at the height yeah. of he won his second Oscar, he stepped away, moved to London and just transformed this incredible theatre with the fundraising and, and getting it in track to be self uh, to be self sufficient and sustainable when he leaves, and acted in the plays, has directed, you know, to do that when he did it just takes remarkable resolve and guts and balls, mm-hmm. um, you know, and has now come back with obviously House of Cards, and and he, but even then he's done that he was the first person to to pioneer the Netflix, incredible. I, I have so much respect for for him and the way he's defined his career with just doing what he wants to do the way he wants to do it. Has he given you any advice? Yeah, he gave, you know, when, when I first met Kevin um, and we did Telstar, uh, you know, I obviously looked to him very much as someone I, I admired and always been a huge fan of his work. Um, and, yeah, I spoke about... It was before I came to L.A., yeah. so I spoke to him about L.A. and about whether that would be the right thing for me and, and just trying, you know, just really being a sponge uh, to to the knowledge that he could impart and the advice. Cool. Well, this brings us to our shameless plug section. So <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so tell us, uh, where can people see Devious Maids? Tell us about Twitter, Absolutely. Instagram, any of those things. Okay. Uh, well, deviousness, the deviousness returns on Lifetime, Sunday at 10 p.m. 
Uh, so please tune in for that. You're going to love it. It's so much fun. Uh, I am on Twitter at I am Dominic Adams. And my Instagram is Dominic underscore Adams. So please, you know, I, I like to be silly and do all, all manner of, of fun things on, <laughs> on social media. So get on there and follow me and watch the show because I think it's it's that it's that you know you mentioned the bachelor's building as being your guilty pleasure yeah. devious maids is one of those things where you can just kick back enjoy it's a great show laugh about it yeah. and and how ridiculous people are being um, and it's a really fun ride in season 2 cool. so i look forward to people getting to to experience it well, thank you guys for tuning in. You can find us on iTunes. Just type in After Buzz TV. You can subscribe to Chatting with Kathy along with the other shows that we do here every single week. You can find me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. You can find all of us here on Twitter at After Buzz TV. Dominic, thank you so much for coming thank in you. today. Such a pleasure. Fun. Yeah. Great fun. And again, I love your dress. It's the same, <laughs> as the, same as the as the microphone head and the cup. You, 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 I planned this. I planned yeah, it. Obviously. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.